0: welcome welcome everybody to another episode of what the funk i'm elena your host thank you guys so much for being here today and today's episode is about nutrition essentials that you want to focus on if you are trying to conceive in the year 2024. okay so some of you are probably going elena this is not your normal type of topic um and it's probably my fault but i think a lot of people forget that i'm a perinatal coach and i focus on fertility health with The majority of my clients to various outcomes right Um, fertility health not always necessarily being i'm trying to get pregnant fertility health just being having an understanding of what's going on with the reproductive system being in tune with it knowing what's going on and knowing how to support it right fertility health doesn't necessarily mean that you're trying to conceive it just means that you're trying to have a focus on what your body's natural processes are and having a good grasp on what they are, what they look like, and how to support them to the best of your ability. And um, I think a lot of people too forget that I'm perineedle certified. And so I have clients that have come off for birth control and they've conceived and I've coached them through their pregnancy and postpartum and that's quite cool journey to go on with somebody, um, it's one of my favorite things to do is to help people get more in touch with what is actually going on with their female reproductive health, because we're so uneducated about it from such a young age. Um, but today's topic specifically is for the ones who are wanting to support their fertility health with the purposes of potentially conceiving in 2024. So, you know, I don't know if I need to do sort of a trigger warning, pregnancy whatever um in this episode because if you're listening to this episode you're listening to it and you kind of know what the topic is right so if this is not for you feel free to tune out next week's episode we're going to be talking about managing pms symptoms but if this is for you today i'm glad that you're here so just some general concepts um when we talk about fertility and trying to conceive about 15 percent of couples will struggle to conceive but only 35 percent of that is contributed to female infertility um and so this is an not necessarily like a, if you don't do this, you're not going to conceive. This is just one of the many factors that could be contributing to potential struggles or successes with conceiving a pregnancy. Um, Nutrition is continuously being cited more and more um, with contributions to fertility outcomes, especially when it comes to ovulation specifically. So supporting healthy progesterone and healthy um, ovulatory cycles on a consistent basis with a body that is healthy enough to be able to conceive. And I want to be very clear here. I'm not going to be telling you to completely demonize entire food groups, but we also have to have a very real conversation. That the concept of balance and being healthy and being able to sort of make indulgent food choices, regardless of whether you're trying to conceive or not, has really kind of gotten skewed, right? So I feel like we went diet culture in like the nineties and two thousands. And then we went super low calorie for a long time. And now people are kind of coming out of that and realizing that their body size does not have any weight specifically, um, on their worth, no pun intended there, but their body size and their body shape has no direct impact on their self worth or their value or their ability to be a whole human deserving of all of the good things in the world. And that's a magical thing, but it doesn't, mean that we can ignore what our bodies need from a basic health standpoint and in that that swing almost too far anti-diet culture um we've started to demonize just the fact that like maybe we should just be aware of how much we're eating in regards to added sugars and refined carbohydrates and trans fats and again this is not me telling you to avoid things as a whole altogether i sure as shit am going to be eating some baked goods um crunch bars are one of my favorite candies ever Um, i always have cookies or cake or something in my house Um, i do enjoy pastries from the local coffee shop uh and so I definitely have those things but when it comes to the actual true balance of where these single ingredient whole food items come into play within our diet is we have been so consumed with everything that we eat that we consume that we drink it needs to be like a sensory experience that like we forget that like we can just eat vegetables. I don't know about you guys, but like I had breakfast this morning and I made like venison and eggs with vegetables and Brussels sprouts and put some happy salt on it and then made some crispy potatoes and those are all really good things to eat. And I thought it tasted fucking fantastic. Like that for me was a sensory meal all in of itself. It was super enjoyable. Um but again, that's not what like Oh, it's healthy. And so you're on a diet because you ate a vegetable. No, I just don't want to like get sick when I'm like 50 or 60. Like, I'd rather like live very healthily into my later years in life. And I would rather really have a lot of energy now and really enjoy my 30s and eventually my 40s. And that means that not every single food that I'm going to be eating is coming out of a package. That means the majority of the foods that I'm going to be eating are going to be single ingredient whole food items steak, chicken, salmon, potatoes, rice, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, sweet potatoes, right? But again, that doesn't mean that there's not room for other stuff. It just means that we have to bring an awareness. So things that can have a negative impact on our body's ability to produce healthy progesterone levels and support healthy ovulation, trans fats, refined carbs, added sugars, okay? Why is this? Okay, so we're already in a high stress society. We're already in a high stress life and world and social media and everything like that. What happens when we eat too many of these foods, not eat those foods in general, but when we have too high of a percentage of those foods into our diet, okay, is that it causes our body to deal with more inflammation than it otherwise might be dealing with. And when our body is struggling to manage inflammatory response within our system, it's going to cause issues with cortisol production. Those issues with cortisol production will have a negative impact on progesterone levels, which will not only negatively impact ovulation, but it will also impact the uterine lining. People don't realize that healthy progesterone levels can have a direct correlation to whether an embryo will implant into the uterine lining or not. If your progesterone levels are not where they need to be, that uterine lining is not going to be healthy and thick enough in order to support an implanted embryo, fertilized embryo, and thereby conceiving a pregnancy. And it's going to potentially put people at risk for even miscarriage earlier on in pregnancy if progesterone levels aren't where they need to be. Um, And so by supporting a high nutrient dense diet that has a lot of omega-3 fatty acids and even some plant-based proteins in the mix, right? Okay. We're talking about trying to mix things up and you don't want to be bored with food. Um, I, I, I hate that. Like when people think about eating simple foods, people go, well, I'm never going to enjoy food ever again. You will. You just have to be willing to shift your mindset around it and learn how to cook it in ways that are enjoyable, right? Like I said earlier, my skillet this morning that I made in my cast iron pan. Oh man, that like, I don't want to go to IHOP. I want to make breakfast in my own kitchen because it's going to be so much better. Anyway, I digress. Um, we really want to introduce a lot of solid, really healthy foods into our diet. Our diet not meaning something that you're doing in order to put yourself in a smaller body or lose weight. Your diet just being the food choices that you make over the course of a day. Like that's your diet, the food that you eat, regardless of whether it's a calorie deficit or calorie surplus, right? So um, omega-3 fatty acids, in order to get more of those into your food intake across the day, um, we can take a look and turn our eyes to like a Mediterranean-based diet, okay? Something that's really high in vegetables, Lots of fruits, lots of healthy fats, and single-ingredient carbs versus, like, refined carbs. Again, refined carbs are not bad. I'm going to go make cookies later today. <laughs> like, that's a refined carbohydrate, is processed flour, right? Or, for in my case, gluten-free flour. Um, and this can... Um, be a really great sort of jumping off point. And so what I'll actually do is I'm going to go ahead and link, um, into the show notes below a food list that would be aligned with a Mediterranean style diet. I'll give you guys that resource. But the other thing that I like to tell people and why I kind of recommend this as a style of eating where, 85 to 90% of your foods should maybe come from this food list is that it's very easily searchable. It's an extremely popular anti-inflammatory style of eating. And it's something that I recommend with a lot of my clients who struggle with inflammation. And it's also very flavorful, right? The Mediterranean style of eating has a lot of really amazing flavors within it and a lot of variety. And it's very easy to find recipes and things to make with that align with that style of eating. And so it's very accessible. Um, And so when we talk about improving omega-3 fatty acids, looking towards a Mediterranean-style diet is going to be really beneficial. Additionally, increasing fiber is going to be really very helpful too. Fiber is going to improve the body's ability to move through food through the system and promote digestive health, which means that you're not going to be hanging on to excess toxins and bacteria within your system. If you otherwise maybe were not eating an adequate amount of fiber, um, pooping on a regular basis is the body's most effective mechanism for clearing out toxins, bacteria, and excess hormones from the system. When we talk about excess hormones, we're really also referring to excess estrogen in the body, which can impact your progesterone levels. I just said what, like five minutes ago, the progesterone is so key, not just to healthy ovulation, but having a healthy uterine lining. So making sure that you're having regular bowel movements and by eating, enough fiber within your diet to help promote that is going to be really beneficial to supporting fertility health and additionally fertility outcomes. So kind of the bottom line here is a standard American diet with all of the processed stuff, all of the fried foods, all of the refined carbohydrates, the added sugars can really negatively impact not just their metabolic health, but also impact ovulation. And that either it's going to, support or hinder progesterone, whereas focusing on an anti-inflammatory style of eating and also using proper stress management, which I haven't even talked about yet, can improve fertility outcomes. Now, I will say one of the most annoying things that people say when somebody is trying to conceive is just don't stress out about it. it's gonna be fine. and like that's like way easier said than done. So while you might not be able to necessarily like flip that switch off in your brain when it comes to reducing stress and again, Cortisol management, poor cortisol management will negatively impact progesterone levels, which you need enough of to ovulate effectively, have have healthy ovulatory cycles, as well as potentially conceive and then protect that pregnancy during the early stages. Poor cortisol management will have that negative impact. So while you might not be able to flip that switch off in your brain, when it comes to trying to conceive, because it can be stressful. Um, If you allow yourself to promote daily practices that prime and turn on that rest and digest system within your body, daily stress management in the form of meditation, yoga, grounding, morning sunshine, taking walks, regular exercise, that's going to also have a positive impact on fertility outcomes. Okay. Other couple other lifestyle factors, smoking, alcohol consumption. I, I think by now we all know that smoking in and of itself is not amazing. Um, even like with like weed, like smoking weed, like is not, nearly as horrible as like smoking cigarettes from like a health standpoint, but that smoke inhalation is still not super helpful for people. So like get an edible, (laughs) like it's fine. I use edibles. It's fine. Um, but like using those versus like outright smoking, granted, uh, I'm not promoting people to go take edibles to support fertility health. I'm just saying as general lifestyle factors that could potentially either have a benefit, um, or a negative impact on your overall health and your overall health in the big picture will sort of down Trickle into your fertility health um, and then alcohol consumption as well. Um, so, and then stress management. So, regular exercise, anti inflammatory diet, proper stress management um, will all be super, super helpful to improving fertility outcomes if you're trying to conceive in 2024. Um, additionally, helpful supplementation 5,000 IU daily of vitamin D. Lots of people are deficient and taking a little bit of extra vitamin D, you don't need to wait for like a lab test to tell you to take more vitamin D. Um, you could just probably add some in and it's going to be totally fine. Just keep in mind if you're on thyroid medication with that vitamin D, that you wait at least four hours before taking it and take that vitamin D with, um, some zinc and magnesium, ideally within a multivitamin and have a meal with it because it is a fat soluble vitamin, um, to get the most bang for your buck there. And then also, um, folic acid. So either getting a multivitamin that has adequate folic acid in it or adding in a folic acid supplement in addition to your multivitamin can also benefit your fertility health specifically with trying to conceive. All right. That was a lot of information, but hopefully it was simple information that you can implement immediately tomorrow to support your fertility health journey. If you have any questions, you guys, my DMs are always open. I'd be happy to chat with you. Um, And if you did enjoy today's episode, you guys know the drill. Take a screenshot, post it on your stories, tag me on Instagram at Elena.m.fit. And I will chat with you guys on the next one.